Welcome to episode 110 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world. And look, right, Milwaukee Sports, we just had a exciting weekend of sports, right? 414 day, of course, Friday. It was actually at an Admirals game then, right? We had a nice four-game set for Milwaukee Brewers, everything. You know, you take three or four, exciting, right? And then we get to Sunday, right? When we were waiting for the Milwaukee Bucks play game one. That's kind of where our weekend, you know, a bitter end to it, to say the least. We'll talk all about it here to start. But before we do that, right, going through those announcements. Right, great to be back here. Um, but at True Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, right? That's for power rankings, right? I got some NBA 1v1 competition things. I do NBA drafts, NFL drafts, all this great stuff. Again, all at True Sports Crew. Also, Team of the Weeks. We recognize teams collectively. Recognize some betting, right? So your parlays, DFS, check that out. And on top of that, Fantasia Sports is doing an NHL $10 risk-free play, right? And you can join Fantasia with that link tree down below. I actually have a sign-up right away there. So pretty convenient. NHL getting $10 risk-free. Lose the parlay. Get your $10 back. Risk-free. There you go. But, again, check them out. Um, but other, right, I want to talk scheduling, what's going on. So this, so, of course, tonight, episode 110, you're hearing me right now. Uh, and then we go to Tuesday at 4.15. Zach Roush and Jared Velusky will join myself, Drew Skyberg, on a new episode of Journey to Million. So keep that in mind. And then later this week, we're going to talk some betting. And, again, if you're... Uh, again, we'll be bringing back some college content next week. We'll be talking with some college athletes. What They might be club athletes, right? Some want to highlight, right, individuals who have exceeded at their college, right? Maybe not on, like, the team that's competing in the NCAA. But there's also some of these club teams that, right, are, pr- are not just pretty reputable. They're very reputable club teams. So I want to talk with, with those athletes as well. So you're going to hear from them in the upcoming weeks. So keep that in mind. But... Let's get going here. I just want to highlight this is my third postseason covering. I mean, I, I like time flies when you're having fun, but third postseason for the Bucks started again their championship, right? The Bucks were the champions first year covering the postseason, but then again we go to last year. Remember the Boston series? We moved to year three here. Um, you know, we of course Bucks lose game one of a series. It just seems to be. I was actually texting Jared about this earlier today. It just, it's, it, you know, it's just something we, to just come, it, Bucks start a series, you consider them down 1-0 sometimes. Unfortunately, it's okay. The Bucks end up being a team that can, you know, handle this adversity and they can perform very well, right? And But let's talk game one, what happened, right? I mean, the story goes to Giannis, right? He exits early in the game with a lower back contusion. X-rays come back clean as the update. He's day-to-day. Next game being Wednesday, right? And again, I'll have the Bucks prediction challenge posted in the upcoming days. Also, the Brewer prediction challenge will be up tomorrow. But what I think will happen, I, I think Giannis will be good to go. I, you know, and, and it's just, you know, and it's crazy just with how, how durable Giannis has been throughout his career, right? I mean, think about some of the crazy plays he's been involved in. Think about, you know, that, but he's... You know he's he's been a durable guy who you know, and he's he's been able to um, 
just overcome some some tough plays, some tough balls, right? I mean, just credit, right, his work ethic, but and also just how he plays, right? But, but really, I mean, he's been as durable as as it gets. So you know, we're hoping he's good to go Wednesday. But and he, I mean, he's playing well too. I mean, you need Giannis Antetokounmpo if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. We all know that, right? And we're also right. I mean, wouldn't all native Tyler Hero, um, tough, right? Bro- bro- breaks his hand, um, in the first at the end of the first half. There, um, unsure of his status, so we'll we'll monitor that. But that's a brutal loss for Miami there. So we're hoping he gets well there. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler. Talk about the Marquette guys. I mean, Jimmy Butler today, man. Tough, right? Fifteen twenty-seven, plus seventeen. Plus minus thirty five points for him. And then just some guys who are around right at a bio. Gabe Vincent had a nice game. Really did. I mean, fifteen points on six shots. Very f- efficient. Six assists as well. Uh, only two turnovers. I mean, impressive right there. I mean, Kevin Love also. Right when you go to the vets, twenty three minutes, but a very good twenty three minutes. Eighteen points, eight boards for Love. It's exactly what they needed. Caleb Martin played well. I mean, I this was kind of meant, this was mentioned on the broadcast a little, right? I mean, Miami has arguably their best shooting game of the year, their best offensive game of the year, and Milwaukee has one of its worst shooting games of the year at eleven for forty-five shooting from three, twenty-four percent clip, uh, and again, Miami shoots sixty percent from three. So, and. It, What's all crazy about that is that Miami only wins by 13. When they sh- they shoot 60% from three compared to 24% for Milwaukee. I mean, when you, when you have a shooting discrepancy like that, I would have suspected a 20-plus point win. By the way, I credit the Milwaukee Bucks on a game where they might have not been you know, playing the best, right? On both sides, quite frankly, they still were able to put together, you know, uh, some sort of comeback in the fourth quarter. I mean, they're only down eight. So I'm, I was pleased with that. I mean, Bobby Portis was mystery efficient, nine for fifteen, over five from three though. But no, nobody's threes are falling. Like Holiday was two for nine, but Holiday had sixteen assists, which was good to see. And again, Giannis exiting after only six points. Um, only eleven minutes, I should say, is probably the better indicator. I'm really hoping Giannis is back Wednesday. We're just gonna have to. Keep posted day to day, but you know from this first playoff game, um, we saw what Milwaukee has tended to do in years past, where they lose that first round, the first game, that first round. We're hoping now for a nice, nice sweep here. Win games two through five. Game two again. It's a Wednesday. It's on NBA TV. So it's it's been frustrating with how the NBA playoff schedule has been. For example. Uh, we have right the last game coming up here. It's in Denver. They have it at like 10:30 p.m. It is, and it's like you want actually Charles Barkley on a uh, inside the NBA hit hit it right in the nose, right? I mean, you want kids, you want people watching the game. Right? I mean, we have this problem with the All Star game too. Don't get me started on that. Um, we have this problem where we want people to watch the game, attract people to the game, but putting at terrible times. I mean, come on. <laughs> 10:30 at night, um, and it's like not about, right? I mean, it's more about like having that younger audience watch, right? I mean, that, that's what we want, right? That's how we're gonna grow the game. So that's frustrating to see from a basketball fan perspective, but 
you know what? We have then game, right? I mentioned game two on Wednesday. We have game three on Saturday. That one is in Miami. That's in ESPN. That'll be a fun one. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the series. I think the series for Milwaukee is a good test, right? I mean, this this is Miami team, right? They're 44-38, right? They're, they're the definition of an eight seed. Um, but I think it's, it's got to be a good test for Milwaukee. I obviously like Milwaukee winning in five or six now still, but I just think they're going to be a team that could challenge the Bucks in, in a way that will help them get ready. Cause we've seen Miami or the Milwaukee play. Remember that year when they played Detroit in the first round, like, come on, like that was an absolute, you know, um, blowout in each game. It was, it wasn't even close. So that's what I'm pointing to, but, like Milwaukee's the story, um, right? The guys who did, did not play: Marja Bochamp, Thanasis, Myers Leonard, Goran Dragic, Pat Connaughton. A little surprised on Connaughton um, in this, but Crowder only played twelve minutes. That was the other thing that was like, "What's going on?" Right? I mean, only two fouls. It wasn't like it was foul trouble. Allen Grayson Allen plays thirty-one. So I don't know. And I, I, I personally wasn't a fan of Javon Carter getting some minutes over Crowder. That's just, I, it's not that I don't like watching Javon Carter play. It's just I don't like his. I don't like him offensively, right? I mean the the shot selection's not there. Sometimes it's you know it's it's inconsistent. He in general, I mean he's a volume shooter, right? He's gonna want to try to take shots. If he's making them, he's gonna keep shooting. So we we've seen that with Carter, but more looking at. Liked what Angles brought today, like what Matthews brought today, like what Portis brought offensively. Just want to see Crowder out there more, you know. I think that's what this team team's looking for in game two. So that's kind of my Bucks talk. Really, I mean, don't have much other than that. NBA power rankings are getting fun to do though, because now taking account the playoffs, right? Sacramento winning that six three. I talked about the Bulls having a shot, right? Last week was kind of the, the thing I said, right? Bulls maybe win that, win the play-in, and they get to the eight seed. It almost happened. We were so close. I, I was feeling, I was feeling good with the prediction, and then a few minutes left, Bulls just couldn't score. So, also my Sacramento over uh, Golden State pick is looking good one game through. So we'll take that. It's those small victories. All right, let's go through now. Let's talk with the Milwaukee Brewers. What's going on here? So we had we had a full seven game slate this past week, which I I was talking about. Right, it was a not so fun series in Arizona. I don't know. I never like going to Arizona for a three game set. It's not I like the West Coast trips in general. I always rant about this. It's just you know it's not not fun because it's so late. But whatever, you lose that tough game three nothing Monday. Um, strike zone wasn't ideal for the Brewers. Wasn't ideal on both sides. I get it, but. Not a not a great game for Milwaukee. Tuesday, on the other hand, seven to one. Right? I mean, it's been the Rowdy Tellez show the last week. He could actually get, possibly get NL Player of the Week nods. We'll see. Um, he's been on fire, but I don't think he will. Wednesday, they lose then seven to three, and we now get the Woodruff news in between this. So that's where we see some issues. So it sounds like Woodruff now is going to be out two weeks. All right, they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks. Um, will not require surgery is what we got on Woodruff. So you're looking at the worst case, best case. This is not the best case. The best case was going to be 
you know, it was, it was just sore, like some soreness or something. It, it was going to be like not much going on, but this is in the middle. This is like one of the median outcomes. Uh, we have a, they're calling it a shoulder strain is what, um, but we're thinking, we're thinking two weeks, right? Is the, is the timetable is what at least I've heard. So unfortunate forget for what Jeff who's was his look phenomenal. He's actually my breakout pick. You know, not need to be a little biased, but really what Woodruff's done. First few starts. That MRI could have went worse. We're happy that it's not as bad, not as bad as it could have been. And we're wishing Brandon Woodruff the best. Hopefully he gets well. Colin Ray, though, comes in Thursday, has one of the best spot starts you can have. I mean, it was like five innings and one run ball. Looked good out there. Um, kept kept a really good Padres lineup, you know. He kept them on their toes. So that was impressive to see from Ray, who, again, was a triple-A guy who we were thinking was going to be, again, a spot start guy. I mean, I go to guys in past years. Remember what we saw from Jason Alexander last year? Pat, you know, I can go farther. Alec Bettinger, some spot start guys we've had. I think Colin Ray is going to – that's actually going to be like – that's going to be an asset for this team, having a spot start guy who can you know, keep you in the games and let alone potentially win you a game. That was that was good to see. Colin Ray was five and two thirds of one of one run ball. And again, he looks solid out there. Um, but I, I want to go right. Freddie looked, you know, Freddie. T- it was a tough game that Saturday, but I want to go to Sunday, right today. Wade Miley puts together, you know, vintage Wade Miley was what one might want to describe it as. He looked great. I mean, the changeup was working. All off speed was looking good. Making guys miss, locating, just getting some nice strike calls. Uh, who's living, you know, um, who's living the lower half of the plate? Really worked out well. Um, working low for Miley, right? Not having that blow by velo. Uh, it looked looked good. Of course, the when I when I a pitcher I'm describing like him, right? Lower velo. His FIP is going to be a lot higher, as we know. His FIP's four point five five. His ERA's two point four five. So. Just those baseball stats, how it, how it ends up working out sometime. Lauer looked, so Lauer put together his best start of the year also this past week. So that was good to see. The Velo is still down on, this was a concern I brought up a few weeks ago, or last week I think it was already. Um, Lauer's Velo is down, right? We're looking, used to be, well, what what made him say, so attractive at the start of last year, if you remember, it was, right, he was touching 97. It was it was impressive. And right when he does that, his fastball usage right now is 46%. So he's been doing that, but he's been working in a cutter, which has actually complemented that fastball very nicely. Throwing that 26% of the time. But anyway, anyways, right, the, the pitch feel, the average fastball, 90.6. So the cutter actually working at 86 has actually been pretty nice. And again, it's the average fastball VL last year at 93.3. So I just want to highlight Lauer specifically because of kind of what we've seen from him. Um, the, the, the staff cast stuff is down. It does not look good. They are not. It's all lower, it's more in the poor range, but he's been producing results in the last start he was. Um, we're hoping get him checked out. Hopefully everything's okay VLO-wise because that's pretty, pretty alarming. I've mentioned so. Anyways, I want to talk about Rowdy Tellez. <laughs> Come on, two home runs Saturday or Friday. My apologies. 
but he's looked offensively after that rough start. He's finally in his groove. Right? I mean, there's still that swing and miss, but what we've ended up seeing that's been actually complimented his game really nicely um, has been just, you know, the long ball, right? As simple as it is, it's been working really nice in his favor. Um, had two home runs on Friday. Again, it was right. I mean, he was getting like high, high changeup always at our high fastball, low changeup golfs it out. Looked good on Rowdy's end. And his their numbers right now, I guess, looking offensively. Right? He's up to five home runs already. Average at 239, but OPS at 914. Again, we're only around right 50, 50 at bats in the year or so for players. So really small sample size, but still, you know, we can we're, we're starting to get some sort of trend of what's going on. We have seen Joey Weimer really cool off. Like when I say really cool off, he has. He's only got nine hits this year. Strikeouts. Well, strikeouts for Yelch have been the alarming part. Yelch leads the team with 23 strikeouts. Um, so tough for Weimer. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, right, but the defense has been so valuable out and right. Because actually his war is 0.6, and his war is majority. It's A lot of it's from defense. Really, his value defensively uh, in terms of that defensive run saved has been what Milwaukee Brewers lead Major League Baseball in, I believe. For sure lead the NL, but I think Major League Baseball. So that's – love to see that, right? I mean, the other thing we've seen is the, st- the steals, right? Garrett Mitchell today actually really wins the Brewers. Wins the Brewers a game with his heads-up base running, scoring that lone run, just being such a smart guy on the bases. Um, you'd love to see that. Steals third with ease, right? Um, some other guys, Brian Anderson's cooled off, unfortunately. William Contreras, the power has not been there. You know, I, I was looking at it. I was like, how was William Contreras done this year? I haven't really you know, heard his name a lot. I haven't really seen like a lot from him, but it, it, you break down the numbers. It's a lot, it's a lot better than I thought. It, it just only two doubles, no triples, no home runs. It's been a lot of singles, but the value he's gotten six walks to nine strikeouts. Decent there. You know, it's, it, he's been playing the ball in play. We haven't had to worry about that. He's been, play and he's been pretty consistent behind the plate his framing we've seen already in the first few weeks it's skyrocketed you know from last year in atlanta it's look fantastic I've, I've been pleased with what i've seen from Contreras um defensively just again offense we're looking for more of that power what, what we're missing from last year um and then winker winker was out sick the last week um had was dealing with like some flu life since or he, i think it was bronc bronchitis and he came back today or yesterday sunday then's in the lineup gets scratched with oblique tightness he mentioned it was something with how much he was coughing so ends up not playing sunday sounds like he'll be good to go monday or tuesday so i'm not worried again we're in seattle these upcoming three games which i'll be getting to shortly um guys who i'm looking forward to have a better week this week luke voigt is certainly on top of the list with joey weimer you know, Chris, Christian Elch hits a home run. That was cool to see, but want to see more from him. And then, you know, the other guys have been playing well. Um, not really too many complaints. Terang, Wadam has still been doing well. But let's go. Now, um, six games this week on the prediction challenge. Three in Seattle. So those are going to be 840, 840, 310. These are all central times. Keep in mind. 
off day Thursday. Well-deserved off day. First off day since April 6th. Then we got a three-game set at home against the Red Sox. Boston Red Sox come to town. That'll be a cool series. And then this game, the it goes 7-10 on Friday. The Yelly Tumbler on Saturday. I'll be there. I'm going to make sure I'm there. I want the Yelly Tumbler. Looks pretty cool. Then on Sunday, we have our Sunday Funday Bundle. I was talking about this. It's again, I want to highlight this because I really think this is an underrated deal. You know, if you guys you all want to get to the ballpark in Milwaukee, not not many stadiums. I don't think any stadiums are offering a deal at this low. It's fans get four terrace reserve outfield tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, and a parking pass. Parking pass for a weekend, keep in mind, is like 20 bucks, 15, 20 dollars. It's actually twenty dollars. And then and this price together. $59. Good deal. I'd go for that, right? Hot dogs, sodas, parking pass, and the ticket. Parking pass is like, that's a third of the cost right there. I think like that parking pass is the, a huge incentive in there itself. So love to see that. But anyway, six games this week. Looking forward to uh, uh, potentially Burns. They pushed star- starters back, but it looks like Burns could potentially get two starts this week. Love to see that. Otherwise, right, we'll still see it. See everyone else. We'll see Miley. I'm wondering what they'll do. Is Ray going to – did he earn himself a second start? And when I say did he earn himself a second start, that start I'm thinking is going to come Wednesday that against Seattle, or it might come that Friday game. That's why the prediction challenge, I do have the Brewers losing on that Friday because I, I don't know how the rotation is going to balance out. I'm trying to forecast. I think it Friday might be a tough one. Um, bullpen – Kind of got wore down today. Not really. Miley went, was it 6-7 strong? But was it Strzelecki and Williams? Williams used 30 pitches. He's not going to be available probably till Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. But I bring that up. I'm not a little worried about tomorrow um, with who's all available, who's not. Um, I know we'll, we'll like we'll see Piums. We'll see some other guys. But top guys aren't going to be available. And I don't know if there's going to be some off days in there because Bruce haven't had an off day again since – since Thursday the 6th. So I'm intrigued to see what they do tomorrow is all I'm saying. Um, but those are the main things with the Brewers, the prediction challenge. Again, I'll go. I didn't talk about the Milwaukee ones, two games this week. I say Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks, Wednesday, Saturday. I have the Bucks winning both games. It's not even me just trying to be, you know, biased. It's, you know, I, I think Milwaukee will be fine here, right? We've, Remember when they lost game one in the bubble to Orlando? Remember that? What about game one to Boston? That was two years ago. See, you know, like those, they both both those series. Were they both four in a row sweet? Like they swept the rest of it? Pretty sure that was the case. So I'm not worried at all about that. Um, Focusing right on, on our Milwaukee sports right now. Admirals are starting playoffs as well. So if you like the AHL, Honestly, I want. To, I, I love talking about my sports experiences here, right on the show. Right, we love sports. I think AHL is pretty underrated, right? Well, like, it was a fun experience. I mean, all the games I've been to last two years have been great. They actually do concerts now on, like they've been doing last few years. They actually bring in, bring in like a pretty well-known band, pretty known, well-known artist, and they'll have them perform a concert after the game to keep people staying so like the stone 
Temple Pilots came in on Friday. They're a rock band, so um, they came in. They did a show. Not really a rock guy, but I, I had some appreciation for it, right? But games, you know, you get they do pizza vouchers, they do great giveaways. Um, they give away Summerfest tickets. It's a really fun experience, and it's it's like for all fans. It's not like you know, first thirty thousand, first ten thousand, first you know, we, we, they don't do that there. It's you're part of you know everyone who goes to the game is gonna be able to get something for mo- most likely. That's how most their giveaways are. So really like what the Admirals are doing. Um, really pleased with how they're filling up the UW Milwaukee Panther Arena too. So just wanted to shout them out, right? If you want to go to a hockey game, or maybe you you don't have to like hockey game. You you pick up the game, you go, good experience, great food there. They have ice cream, they have bubble waffle ice cream, like cones you can get. It's actually incredible. Um, so I I would recommend just going there. Very interactive, very welcoming. So yeah, Admirals games are the move in my opinion. In these winter and the season's long too. It's from fall to like April. It's like September, October to April. I realize it was that long. I looked at the schedule. Like playoffs start up now. Pretty sure, but wasn't always a big hockey guy. But I respect. I, I really have some respect for what the AHL has done, especially here in Milwaukee with the Admirals. So just want to shout them out here before we wrap up. But yeah, go Milwaukee Bucks. Go Milwaukee Brewers and go on Fantasia Sports. And that's going to wrap it up here. Also, follow at Drew Sports Crew. That's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.